Hello, everyone. It is... Well, you know who it is. You just downloaded it. And you know the title of the show. I'll say it anyway. Enlightened Up. I have to say it a couple times because our guest today tweeted she's on Enlightened Up, not Enlightened Up with an ED because it's past tense because we are already enlightened. We were enlightened when we were born, but now we are here to kind of juice that and make sure you come back to the light being that you truly are, filled with laughter, levity, joy, and happiness. That's where we're coming from. And I have a great guest that brings that. Not only not only is she the light, but she's wearing something so bright she can guide boats into the harbor. <laughs> I hope you're watching on YouTube, and welcome Nikki Williams. Hi, Nikki. Hi, how are you today? I'm so happy to have you and your effervescent uh, beingness. It's fantastic. And you did wear, did you pick this outfit intentionally? I always pick my outfits intentionally. You do? Oh, so you have intention with the outfits. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mine was. I wore a pajama top here. <laughs> so, but M- Michelle in the other room, she actually complimented this shirt when I said, I'm going to open up by making fun of myself, which is what I do as a comic often, rather than making fun of other people, because we know where that gets us. Right, right. Really? This morning on Twitter, <laughs> did you see that little Twitter war I had? Yes, I did. Yes. And it's sometimes um, in Twitter, people take you will always just try to find a reason to argue for some reason. Well, yeah, I mean, what I was trying to say to the guy was he was projecting. He was re- he was literally filling in all these blanks that were not me. You know, he already had me labeled right out of the gate. What do you, what do you call me? Uh, middle-aged white man. Middle, oh, oh, he didn't say old. Okay, middle-aged. Well, that's old. <laughs> that's how I took it. Yeah, I mean, so I was trying to say to him, in return, if you're going to have a dialogue with someone or inspire someone, is that the way to go about it? As he was talking about how words have meaning, well, those words have some meaning, and it's pretty myopic right. to label someone like that. And I think you had a comeback, speaking of labels, you had a comeback of your own. Yes, my comeback was from the middle age black and white girl. <laughs> and then I gave him a Crayola chart so he could just color everybody. How many Crayolas were in your box when you were growing up? I think six, 16 or 24. Oh, that's all you had? Yes. Oh, wow. I and was poor. We had, we had, I think I had eight that were taken from the restaurant. But <laughs> other kids would come in, the rich kids, with the stadium. They had a whole stadium of them. I think it was like 64. Yeah, and the sharpener. And the sh- <laughs> Exactly. They had a sharpener. My crowns never made it to that. I broke them too fast. <laughs> trying to color faster than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if they exist anymore, the stadium box. But I was very intimidated by that. If someone had one of those, I was... I was really taken aback. I said, oh, man, you will never be the 64 stadium pack. <laughs> yes, no. I. Um, but now we are. We're successful in life, and we can have our own stadium. Yes, we can. We can make everything work out good. Exactly. Yeah. And the, um, I do recall when I was growing up, I have all these recollections about our evolution. We've had a lot of evolution in this country. And a lot of times, especially from social media, we don't think that there's progress. But there really is, if we reflect back, you know, I'm talking about racially and gender equality and all of that. There is progress all the time. We have to be patient about it. So speaking of that, do you remember there was a flesh color? Yes, there was. There was a, a flesh color. <laughs> but whose flesh? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. So um, now you know, obviously that couldn't take place. So that shows you how at some point, and I remember when they stopped the flesh color, and I remember my mom commenting on it. My mom's white. So she's there, you know, what, what are they doing this for? Of course it's flesh color. I said, well, mom, no, it's, it's your color. 
by the way, it's not even that. She's much whiter than that color was. <laughs> but um, that's the perspective we have to look at sometimes. We have to look at a broad perspective, especially in a country like this that is yeah, I'm so glad diverse. We have, I'm glad we have commonality. My mom's white, too. Yeah, we do. That's, yeah, that, that's yeah. true. I wonder if she was a flesh-colored girl. She <laughs> liked wonder, the sun. I wonder if she argued about it. No, you know what she did um, when I was little? She used to uh, tell me I was brown and not black. Well, she's right. Yes. I always wondered that as well, by the way, talking about that conversation. It's my, that's another thing. The word black when I was a kid came into vogue or whatever you want to say. It's the, that, that's, we, we switched to that. Another evolution yes. used to be colored. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like I, colored what? <laughs> yes. Colored. That's the perspective. Of, but, I mean, so it goes to show you it's such a white society. It's like flesh colored, you know, colored. That's what you would say about somebody who is a different color. But the true color is not black. That's what I never understood when I was a kid. Black's not even a color. Isn't it? No. White and black are, pri- are not colors. Hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. The art people know. Oh, the art people. Artists. I, that sounded a little uh, a dissing of me that I'm not an artist. <laughs> I'm an artist of a different Dr- color. Yes. A different kind. Yeah, different color. Yeah. You're, 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 you're colored in well, laughter. I, I have a lot of different things in my palette. I was not aware of that. I'm actually funny. I'm not a good, good at drawing or painting. Me either. Not my jam. Oh, you're not? But you do know enough that... So when you're actually... When you are painting and you're painting and you are using... So you're basically, if it was black and white, you're using no color whatsoever. No. Well, I guess that's true. No, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah, well, Google it then. Google has everything. It's Google. true, true, true story. So, wow, black is not a color. I, I don't know what I'd be painting then. Mm-mm. Well, when I would see that though, I'd say there's no person who is really that color. So I never understood why. And now, Latinos. I don't know if I'm saying the right thing there. <laughs> I have to keep checking. Latinx? Is it Latin Americans? I don't know what the hell to say anymore, but they're brown. Yes. I guess I was Latino, too, from my mom. Yeah. She well, made me Latino. Even though you have no... <laughs> I have none. I'm um, black and white. Yeah. Or whatever. But I'm, the white the white isn't... That, that's another thing. Is people say white. Yeah. It's Caucasian, right? Oh, there is no place called Caucasia. Yeah. There where is, is Caucasia? I've never been there. I, I don't know. There's somebody that talks about where it's at, but I don't know if we should talk about it. Well, sure we should talk about it. Well, yeah, uh, that's, that's Caucasius. The... I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cat Williams talks about here white for, in one of his skits. He's white from Caucasius. <laughs> that's not his baby or something of that nature. Oh, he's part white as well? No, he's talk, it was, it's just a, um, a skit he did. Oh, I don't remember that. I remember, I remember when mooning was around <laughs> when I was a kid, and I used to think, if, well, if you're black, are you, are you eclipsing someone? <laughs> I remember that thought when I was younger. And I, there's, there, there are certain things. That's what I loved about being in my youth is everything was about curiosity and questioning. And then once you get to be older, your perspective changes and you get locked in. And that's what I was trying to say in my tweet today is like, let's not lock into this paradigm of attacking comedians for their words. Then he starts projecting, you know, words have consequences. Apparently the consequence is you, you pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's like when you're coming up with your words to say on Twitter or any social media, you try to, I try to reach the the mass instead of that just one person. And I've only had like a 
few people that really like attack me in that because I'm coming like from a place of kindness because I remember what it was like not right. being treated kind. And yeah. so I look at that and then when you, but when you put yourself in an open forum and ask a question like that, there's people that are bitter and haven't made it through a lot of um, situations or healing. And so they come for attack. Yeah, well, you're right about that. It's when they're not here. By the way, bring your microphone in a little closer. Here I don't want go. I don't want to be dominant here. <laughs> so, you win. Oh, there it is. There. Hey. Oh, yeah. Don't you like that? Don't you like the resonance? <laughs> it's called, it's, I don't know if you know this character I do, the love master. Not yet. You don't know about it yet? No. He talks like the love master, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're over here for the sound. We have the roadcaster. It always reminds me of the love master. It makes your voice sound better. Oh, okay. I'm the roadcaster, baby. You yeah. sound like Billy D. Williams or Barry White. <laughs> That's what I do. They imitate me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> they go to me for lessons. Uh, right. I. Uh, that's what I call those guys in my DM that would be like, hello. You oh, know, they do? Yeah, they go in your DMs all the time and just say hello. I. You say they. They, they don't come to my DMs. You're lucky. Nobody DMs me. You are so lucky. I'm not lucky. I'd like to be DMed. No, you do not want to be DMed. Why do I not want to be DMed with somebody saying I'm hot? No, that is, that's not the only thing they say. <laughs> well, whatever they say. I had somebody that actually I was on Hollywood Squares once and I put my feet up. I was with Bronson Pinchot. Do you know who that is? No. He played Balky on Perfect Strangers. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And Larry and Balky. Anyway, Bronson Pinchot, he says, let's take our shoes off and put them up. I had no idea that there are people out there that have foot fetishes. Oh. <laughs> and they were writing to me. And I was actually, I was. Well, then that's, that's, your, that's your niche. I put was, your feet up on Twitter. <laughs> I'll do it right now because <laughs> whatever it takes for people to just subscribe to my YouTube channel, by the way. <laughs> Start watching us on YouTube, not just listen got, to us. And you we can got see, feet. <laughs> you can, we have feet. We can see the bright orange. Not so orange. That's peach. Is that peach? Mm, it's a variation of it. Everybody always both. names colors after food. That's the other thing, you know. Yes. I have a uh, um, an eggplant rug, you know, <laughs> yes. with the salmon walls. <laughs> no, that's you. You're going a lot. You're going back to the '60s. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> with those colors. Oh, with the colors. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm mad living here. I can't remember what. Thing would be salmon. My my veal parmesan car is very attractive. The veal parmesan. <laughs> yeah. Parmesan dish. Uh, what is it? Parmesan's old too. I guess. I guess. So that's that's the way. So when you go on Twitter and you have people that are attracted to you and they come on to you and they say they say dirty stuff and you have to obviously block them, right? Oh no! What I do is um, I make comedies out of it. Oh, you do. Oh yes, yes. One this was what a, comedians do. Right. One was a. Um, an army uh, general, and mm. he was in Syria, and he said that- Where? I think, I don't Is know. that combined Siberia and Syria? Syria, somewhere, <laughs> whatever, yeah, okay. there you go, you got me. Siberia's up somewhere. in Russia, and he got Syria. Well, he was in one of those places, okay. and then I, um, what did he say? And then I just told him, because he kept like flirting with me, and I was like, I don't feel like going through this. And so then uh, I said, if you're trying to give me any top secrets, I am not trained for combat, and I cannot deal with this conversation any longer. So, and then uh, there's just been all kinds, and I used to put them on Twitter in the beginning. Oh, you would actually post? Yeah, I'd post them. Hey, that's a clever idea. I, actually, I have done that. You, you kind of shame them. Yeah, I don't know that it was shaming them. Just letting other people know that they're like predators out there as well, too. You know, right, right. And, oh. and because it's not always about what they're coming for, like flirting with you. Like I think that they, some of them come 
into your DM to try to find a way to hack you or to get you to send them money and oh. other things like that. It's yeah. Yeah, that one that one will never work with me. But if yeah. they do flirt with me, that'll work. I, I actually do like to be, you know, attractive. I mean, my wife's on menopause, which I make fun of. It means put men on pause. So there's so she's not coming up to me and going, "You're a hottie." So it's nice to hear it from someone else. All right, nice feet, whatever the hell it is. Uh, so why don't you send your DMs over to me? Oh, I will. I will send them to you. Matter of fact, I know it got ridiculous. So here's I, a man who would love your compliments. <laughs> no, those DMs were ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure they are. But like you said, you can turn everything around. That's what the advantage of being a comedian is. And you're new at being a comedian, yes, right? About a year. Wow, that's really that's. I had you on the show for a number of reasons. I've noticed you from afar, from Twitter, and I noticed you do have the enlightened up perspective that I kind of go for. I mean, I think it's a wonderful way to be. Is You're very positive. You have a positive spin on things. But your spin is still a comedic spin, which is wonderful. That's what we're doing here is combining like the spiritual world based you know, with the comedy world or the laughter world. Right, and that's what... Um I don't know. I've always laughed. We I just always laugh about things. Yeah. I was the ca- class clown. Oh, you were? Yeah. Any detentions uh, thrown out? Any of that kind of stuff? Mm, I probably got detention a few times. I'm a ma- I can imagine. I just can't remember them all or at one at all. I would get sent to the principal's office a lot. Well, that's like a detention. That's, well, that's that's a punishment that you received for being a clown. This is what this is what comedians. This is how we've been treated since the beginning of time. Is where the court jesters they behead us for just making people laugh. Isn't it terrible? I had my one favorite um, teacher, Mr. Bauer, and he left for like a week. I think his wife went to have a baby, and I and uh, I, I missed him so much. And the Mr. Van in um, Ojai, he was. Um, he told me the second day, you cannot get rid of any more substitutes. We barely have any. <laughs> and then the next day, the lady was um, doing some math problems on the board. And then she was like, Nikki, do you want to come up here and do it? And I, and I said, yes. And then I got in trouble for this. I remember this one. I said, um, started writing the math problem out and doing it. And then I said, turned around and said, class dismissed. <laughs> did they get up and go yes oh yeah that's that, a few of them that'll get you, you in trouble <laughs> right do you did, want to be the teacher did you really solve the math problem or did you yes like write it you, oh you did yes yeah see, I, see i'm you got me there I, I just would go up and tell the joke i would write out a joke or something uh, no it you, all does start though back then for comics mostly there are some that just develop into comics eventually Based on the pain from the past. A lot of it is based on the pain from the past. What do you think is your core pain that you are kind of exploring now and, you know, dealing with healing your pain through the laughter? Not being accepted by um, my family members. Oh, really? Yeah, for my color of my skin and what they had to go through and what my mom had to go through having me and that kind of stuff in 1973 in Ojai. And then, and so, and then my grandparent, my great grandma, not accepting me. So you're ostracized on both yes. ends. Yes. On, on well, I didn't know the black side until I was like ten, and so, and then when I went there, I would get called a white girl. So oh, it was real confusing. Great, that's great for a kid. That's yes. good for self-esteem. <laughs> right. And then they were uh, creating a comic. Now, do you talk about them on stage? Uh, no, I left my baggage at TSA. Oh, no, no. You got to bring it. Oh, I, I talk about my uncle because my uncle Ron, he'll tell me about how my uh, he'll call me out of the blue. And uh, my grand and my granny, 
my great grandmother, uh, she's dead. She lived her 102. And my mom used to tell me, if you wish people dead, they'll live a long time. So I think she <laughs> succeeded. But she used to ask, I, I, he would just call me out the blue and tell me, do you know Granny Wilson used to ask how I was related to them? Yeah. Yeah. And then I wasn't allowed to go to my grandma, my grandmother's house if my step-grandpa was there. He wouldn't even open the door for me. I'll knock and then he'll call my grandma and she'll have to come open the door. Mm. I don't understand the really prevalent sociopathic way that people treat others. It doesn't make any sense based on how you were born and what you look like. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't know how it makes sense for the people that are doing it. Like how they're, I always do that expression. How do they put their head on the pillow? and Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Well, they're hurting. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a time that it needs to stop. But for some, I think in a lifetime, it doesn't. They never get to that point. They don't have the, the courage to get there. I, I have to tell you that, you know, the pains that I went through, there are many. They do not own me. They're, they're not my prisoner. You know, they're, they're not my warden. They don't hold the key to my prison. So I'm out. I'm out and free because I forgive them. I move on. I pray for them, whatever it is, it's all reversed. And I think that that's a, that's a big key that even comedians are missing a lot of times. They're still in the pain. You can feel it. Did you, ever watch, did you watch Jared Carmichael's new uh, special? No. He's a comic. Okay. And he really reveals on stage. I think, according to the special, I believe it's where he came out of the closet, too. Okay. I could be wrong about that, but it seemed like that. He was also talking about his family, and I was thinking to myself, oh, boy, I could never do this in front of my family. <laughs> they would have cease and desist orders and stuff. My mom <laughs> did that, actually. I talked about her belly dancing at my high school graduation party. It's a true story, but she does not like that. So I can only imagine how far she would go if I took it even further. So um, it's amazing to me, and it's brave for comedians to do that. But we do need to get on the other side for the healing because people can always say, if you talk about being divorced, you better have the pain is, has been dealt with before you can talk about the divorce. Right. They smell it. Yeah. I, um, I've been through a lot of healing and a lot of therapy and to go through what I went through with my family. I beat myself up a lot of times. I'm the one that harmed myself a lot and then in turn harmed other people mm -hmm. by um, the choices I made. And because I thought it was what they did to me. Yeah. And so I beat myself up and tried to almost kill myself, and then I came out of that. Sure. You know? And, and how did that manifest? Did you, uh, drugs and alcohol? Yes. Yeah. Well, that was a definitive yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we think that it's going to mask everything. Mm -hmm. And we're told that this is the way to be happy. Yes. There's a pathway to happiness through... It's even called happy hour. <laughs> right? I, it's, a, it's called happy hour. Right. And there's no happy hour that does not include alcohol, you know, with some bad hors d'oeuvres. Never good hors d'oeuvres, by the way. It's always a cocktail weenie, something that's really – it's always something bad for you. And a it's a happy hour. olive. Yeah, but you're supposed to, you know, cheer and be happy. I always call them the woo people. Woo! You know, I, to me, that's all whistling in the dark. You're not really happy when you're wooing. No, no. And it wasn't a happy time. A lot. Of, no, it wasn't a happy time. But I do recall 
that I um, I found a solution. But that's what happened. Nice. You found a solution to better deal with manage your pain. Yes. Yeah. So share with us what some of that is. Some some of your processes. What is that? How do you deal with? I mean, the pains are still there. They're always going to be. The memories are there. The memes are there. They're built into us. Right. What do I, you do about it? Um, I first started going to therapy, and then then I started uh, doing uh, work that I would get assigned by this special person that I have in my life. And little by little, I would get rid of those resentments mm-hmm. and find a way to learn to love myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you know I mentor. Mm-hmm. I might even be mentoring you at some point. Yes. So let me give you a, a suggestion in the mentorship. I love it. Here's what it is. When you're describing something, when I describe something, I don't. I do it in very specific ways of here's what happened. Like, in other words, I had a resentment against da-da-da-da, and I did da-da-da-da. And that, to me, hits people, especially in comedy. It hits them because now they're not going, oh, that's an opinion or it's been said before a million times. They're hearing your specific unique story of how you did that. So when I ask what processes you used, it goes beyond, it's taking an example and that's where the comedy comes in because that's only you can say what that experience is. Oh yes, I remember one time I went to, what is that? Until some guy, oh, and it was like lifting my arms and doing everything, my one friend. um, What do you mean you went to a guy, a therapist? No, it was like some kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even explain the situation. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> but it was like to go like and wash out all of your resentments and everything and take past back so, all I your mean, life. Just describe like what type of a person was this? It's not a person off the streets. It's no, it's a doctor. Do- yeah, it's a doctor. He, he was, signed up for a doctor. Yeah. Like, kind of like a therapist. And he had a program. Yes. And he was trying to give you this program of cleansing and he had his own unique techniques. Right. Right. Yeah. So you did this. Yes, I did that. And I thought I was like, if my friends can see me now <laughs> while I'm doing it, I was like, but I, at the time, I'm going to tell you, because I don't get the luxury of drinking and using in my pain, but my best friend shot and killed herself and invited me to her house in 2016. And at that point, I um, I was going crazy because I couldn't drink. I couldn't use. Yeah. Um, so I went to therapy, I went to neurofeedback, I went to meditations, I, I did everything underneath the sun. I was at my therapist like three times a week because mm-hmm. I was in a lot of pain. And then I wouldn't let my children out the house. It was, it was awful. Yeah. Well, this is what I believe is going on. Why we have this podcast is to offer people other solutions to dealing with their pain and their and actually offer some healing suggestions based on our experience. And my experience lately is you can literally laugh yourself well. <laughs> I do these guided laughitations. Yesterday in our office we did my chuckle chatter, which is really, really fun. One person wouldn't do it, and then the others did. And you just watch the lightness appear in people, and you watch literally a healing that does take place in that moment. We only have the moment. We only have these moment, moment, moment. That's all we have is the now. Right. So in that now, in those nows, though, you could watch people relieve themselves of these burdens of self. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool to watch. I so would like to see that. I, I'll do one with you right now. How's okay, that? let's right, go. Ready? Yep. Okay, so here's what, here's what chuckle chatter is. 
you talk about the most mundane things, which makes it simple because a lot of people think, I do a guided lavitation. It's a little more complex, but we'll start here. Okay. The guided lavitation is like you have to find obstacles and you say them out loud, and it's pretty cool. I've watched that some transformations take place. But this is a very simple version of it. It's called chuckle chatter, where you just say what you did, but you say it while you're laughing. The entire time you <laughs> laugh, right? So it's like laugh speak. All right, ready? Here we go. And, you, and by the way, I guarantee you, if you're watching, there's no way you will not be able to laugh or smile at the very least while I'm doing this. And then you're going to do it. Okay, okay, all right, let's ready? go. So all you do is like, say what you did today. I woke up this morning <laughs> a little early. <laughs> And I went and brushed my teeth. <laughs> and then I turned the shower on to warm it up to get ready for me to come in. And I did. <laughs> I washed my hair and rinsed it out. <laughs> and then I put conditioner on <laughs> and rinsed that out too. <laughs> uh, now take a breath. And let out a ha. The word ha is cleansing. Hallelujah. Right? Ha. It's a celebration of life. So, what I did there, which I watched your resistance, by the way, because in our heads we're going, this is silly, this is stupid. We've been programmed to think those things prevents us from our true joy and happiness, from just letting go. That wasn't my resistance. My resistance was I didn't want to really laugh into the microphone so then nobody couldn't hear you. Oh. Well, do it to the side. <laughs> okay. Or or say or say it back while you're chuckle chattering. Go, I'm not laughing because I didn't want to make too much noise. Because <laughs> I laugh what, all the time. That's what chuckle chatter is, though, and it just engages your your body, your mind, your spirit all at once. Is all engaged. There's nothing else going on in the world except for that divine connection and that moment that you're laughing. Nothing else is going on. So that's the technique that I'm teaching now in my Enlightened Up courses, and obviously I just did it here. So I want you now to try it for the first time. Nikki Williams is going to try the chuckle. <laughs> Look, you're doing it already. I got on Twitter, <laughs> and I made posts to get, <laughs> to get people to uh, say hi. <laughs> And to let them know they have a great day. Have a great day. <laughs> and then I got dressed. I did take a shower, though. <laughs> I did. I didn't wash my hair, use conditioner. <laughs> and <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Barely get it out. <laughs> right. It's funny. It's fun. <laughs> and then I um, made that? a few phone calls. No, you did <laughs> I did. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> Drank coffee and drove here. <laughs> oh, there you go. And a breath in through your nose. Ah. Now, how do you feel? I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. It's invigorating. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it makes you alive. You know, we're part of the world now. I mean, so I, I really do believe that we are so caught up in our fears it prevents us from being our true selves, our authentic selves, from being in genuine energy flow. We pre prevent ourselves from all our thoughts. Yeah, the thoughts. I have to practice on that, too, listening to different things. And so I can keep my thoughts from overtaking me. They overtake you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like terrorists. Yeah. They come yeah. in. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. they just shoot it up. 
Yeah, they make like, us afraid mm-hmm. of expressing ourselves, being our true self, and saying how we feel. And, yeah. Uh, and then with the, like with the things that happened to you on Twitter today, that like suppresses who you are too, kind of in a way, because you're scared somebody's going to come after you because yeah. you have your opinion or you want a question. And so yeah. you're like, you suppress that too. Yeah. So what's happening is the people that have this light to share and an alternative perspective really do get attacked for offering that. It's threatening to people, which is really odd. It would be the opposite, I would think. So we're basically run by corporations, patriarchs. That's how we're run, right? That's how our system operates. That's our operating system is from dudes that have been around for centuries that are about power and control and this is manipulation causing chaos and causing people to not be who they are to be followers they follow they follow them so i'm so surprised when these all alt views come in from a comic you know like literally inviting people to a new paradigm a new system and the resistance is they will fight you and that's what this person was doing fighting me on something i was basically saying why attack the comedians why attack the laugh makers if you don't like something on the menu either order another entree or go to another restaurant Correct. you don't need to report it to yelp and destroy someone's literally this is our income you're destroying an in- go how about go for mcdonald's you know I just I'll pick any fast food restaurant. They're giving us a lot of poison. It's not investigated, but for saying it, the per, the messenger gets killed, and that's the society we live in—a messenger killing society. It doesn't want to hear anything except for getting in line for the man. Right, and that's why I, I try to align myself with um, people that are like-minded like me. And you have to like tread lightly because you don't know other people's pain right away, and so you find different ways to connect with that person mm-hmm. or each person. Yeah. And that's what I've had to do. And what ways do you find that you can connect with people? Like you have alternative ways of doing this than the standard ways are, hey, buy you a drink. Yeah. You know, that's the traditional way. And we have all of those have been passed down for centuries. When I notice that somebody's in pain or that somebody's going through something, um, I learned early on from this one situation to call people. And uh, I call them and check on them. And keep checking on them. That's and one way. what do way. you say to them when you check on them? Just depends. How deep do you go? How At first, it's how are you doing and I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sometimes you know how they're doing, so you don't really want to be like, how are you doing? You know, be like, yeah. how can I help you? And I'm yeah. here. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ways. And how do you help them? And do they often respond with, yes, I could use your help? A lot of people have a difficult time asking yeah, for help and or that's receiving the, help. Yeah, that's the other reason why I continue to call so much or continue to show up for them is because some people aren't taught to say, I need help. Some people, no one's taught. Yeah, I need <laughs> I don't even know where these things are taught. Schools do not deal with any of this. They do not deal with mental health they deal with physical health a little bit. They send you a gym class for 45 minutes to go, you know, climb a rope and make it halfway up and then your friends tug you down. So, but so physical they handle, a bit of the mental they handle, but it's mostly memorizing things that they choose for you to memorize. 1492 Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I still remember <laughs> that. Meanwhile, they don't tell you about Columbus who he really was. <laughs> Bad guy, right? None of that's there. They even give him a holiday. 
Right. So, so they choose these people that we deify and canonize and give statues to, and all of them, just about all of them, were not people about mental health or healing. They're almost all about killing. Think about it. The people who we honor are with statues are people that are, are were generals and corporal or not corporals. There's no corporal statues. <laughs> corporal punishment. <laughs> they do corporal punishment though. Yeah. And they get rewarded by, by being lauded and applauded. Do you know ever? Okay, I I get that as a society. I don't know how this will come out, but I always look at like the person, like because I had harmed and was harmed, and I I owe so many some amends for, mm-hmm. and I've I've made those and whatever else. But I also look at the person as a whole, like those people that you're talking about. Everybody had a had a family, and they. And they couldn't have been all bad at some point, you no. know, and like because if you would have like looked at my whole history, you'll be like, gosh, darn, you know, but look at the person I am today. And that's what I look at. Like I look at whole people, not just their past. Well, we're born these beings that are filled with joy. And then from that point forward, from when we're born right away. New messaging is is implanted into us. It's commanded and demanded, pounded into us, these voices and voices. What kind of child can actually step back and reflect? You're only going to respond to what you're given. Right. There's no child with that kind of strength or divineness that could possibly yeah. deal with that. So this these it's the results of it. So my proposal is that we start treating our children with respect, with honor, with truth, with divine love, with happiness, teach them not to, to be unique, teach them to be unique and be themselves. But we're taught the opposite. Right, yeah. we are. And we get rewarded for it. To conform. If you, if you conform, you'll get a badge. Right. You'll get an A if you conform. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're a rebel, you're ostracized, Look at you. You were right out of the gate ostracized just for just for being you. Right. Just for being this color and this this gender. Yes. You know, and right away that's what happens. If we could get to the oneness that we are, wouldn't that be a better world? It, I'm sure it would. Yeah. That's what they say I have two worlds. I'm looking for the other one. I have the best that's what they used to tell me. I have the best of both worlds. Oh, I'm because, looking for cuz this one yeah cuz you're biracial? Yeah. So I have I, you have the best of both worlds. I never understand the whole Yeah, but I got another world though. It's out there. Somebody told me a lot of people. <laughs> they told you that other yeah. world is out there, not yeah. the one you're living in? No. Nope. And so I'm going to find my other world. So you've had a series your of your entire life of adjustments. Yes. Each situation you have to adjust to as opposed to they're not going to adjust to you. You have to adjust to them. Mhm. And just by based on your skin color, which, by the way, I never understood the uh, when people people if you are mixed race, mm-hmm. they're it. always referring to there's got to be black in there. You never you never you never see somebody go oh, that guy's got a little Swede in the woodpile over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's part Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never. you'd never hear that mm-hmm. because almost all white people, whatever they are, they're almost all mixed. They are. They're German and Irish. That's a common one. Apparently, the Krauts hit up a couple lassies, and, and as a matter of fact, black Irish is 
because the Spanish Armada invaded Ireland. Right. Now they have black hair and green eyes. That's not a natural Irish person. Irish people don't even speak English. That's not even their language. So it's all mixed. Everything's mixed. But then for some reason, we have to clarify these positions that we're in. Right. Whatever it is, it's our, our group that we're in. We have to define it and join it. Yes. And nobody else can be in it except for you <laughs> because you've earned that right, right to be part Irish and part German, <laughs> I mean, right. whatever it is. So I never understand why do people have to define if you are part black, then you're black. Well, Obama's always black. He's never – no. you never hear somebody go, he's a white guy with dark skin. You know, you don't hear that. No. I. Uh, what do I hear? I think I fit their narrative at the right time. And I'll mm-hmm. say how do I say that? When some people want me to be my mother's side, they'll see that. And then when they want me to be my father's side, they'll see that. Instead of seeing that I am Nikki and I am right. who I am. And it fits their narrative. Yes. Their prejudices. Yes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I get it from both sides. Yeah. You know, I and here's the other thing. If I ever speak to these things, they'll, they'll, you know, I'll come across as, uh, you know, the whiny white guy, you know. Who's, but it's not where I'm coming from when I say that it's funny because – and I'm not like complaining. I'm just pointing this out. Is it's going on with white men right now? Like the, that guy opened up today with a disrespect for anything that I said. Didn't even address what I said. Right. He got right into the projection of oh, just what we need to hear. Another old middle-aged white guy telling us what to do or whatever it was. That's how he heard it because he has his own prejudices towards, and I do too, towards white guys. <laughs> I have a lot of them. I've been around them. I've been one. You know, I mean, I so I, I do you have don't you have prejudice, prejudices of your own? I don't like when uh, white guys want to tell me black jokes, and I don't like when. Hold on, what do you mean? A white so guy like, let's just tells say, you a black joke. That's what they'll do. It's like like when I was younger, twenty two, whenever it come on to me, and then they'll do you know what's black and white with uh, with three legs? What's black with three legs? Or just tell me jokes. Or I met a friend in the army. You had one friend in the army. You know what I mean? They'll just tell me things like that. That's how white men used to come at me. And I didn't think, I mean, this is another thing, I'd, I didn't think I was beautiful because I didn't get asked out or anything mm-hmm. in Ojai. And so the men that I started dating were black men. And as a little girl, as I got in my 20s, I wouldn't notice that when white men were looking at me, I would think, why are you staring at me? Because oh. as a little girl... Nobody you see paid the attention. It goes on. Yeah. Now so there's. On, yeah. So that's what. Based on your past, that's he, how you see. That's when I saw it, and I would be like, "Why are you staring at me?" And my mom would be like, "Cause you're beautiful." And I was like, "No, they're staring at me for another reason." <laughs> you had all that. Yeah. Out. Yeah. It's. I mean, this is the stuff that's been implanted into us, and we all have to deal with. It. We all have to get to this, this space of understanding and openness, mm-hmm. or we can't grow. Right. Just stay the same. I'm curious. Did you marry? Uh, what's your ethnic background of your husband? He is American. Oh, he's um, black. Um, right. And he's American. Full on. Full on black. He is nothing. I mean, he is nothing like like you and me. Uh, mixed, mixed. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, he hasn't spit in a cup and asked ancestry. Oh, he hasn't done that yet. Mm-mm. I think he said his, uh, his uh, dad was Indian and black or something yeah, like that but the man didn't look any indian i don't know so i don't really know what an indian looks like i've never seen 
one besides my friends that I've seen. So he looked nothing like it them. It goes to show you it's meaningless. It, it is. Doesn't mean anything. Like I'm 14% Ghana. That's nice. And, I'm, yet, and you're not looking at me going, look at you. I, I can see some Ghana in this guy. <laughs> So. Do you play with hyenas too? Oh, they do? I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'll have to check with my people. Right. You go check with them because I'm 39% uh, black, like 17% like uh, Congo and yeah, yeah. then 16% something else. And then I'm 50, 50%, uh, well, like 35% um, Western European I have 7% Irish, yeah, 17% see, Scottish. We're all a big giant mix. That's why why define people? Why label people? I don't know. You call me you call me middle-aged. That I'll that'll take. <laughs> so middle-aged. Means, means I'm wiser. wiser. That's what I like to think. Hey, by the way, I have a gift for you today. Thank you. Okay, do you like candles? I love them. Look at this. This is eucalyptus. Do you like eucalyptus? I love eucalyptus. What does it do for you when you have eucalyptus? It, does it does it does it like uh, go through your pores? So like that's what it does for me. The smell of it is just amazing. And yeah. my little sister, my little sister, she loves hugging eucalyptus trees. She says it's so healing. Wow, she's gonna love hugging this candle. I smell that. She, smell that candle. Gonna, she's gonna be hugging that is. candle. Plus, it has a wood wick, like a tree, and it burns like, with the sound of a of a burning log. Oh, that's awesome! While you're making love and. You know, <laughs> smelling the eucalyptus, eucalyptus making you very happy yes. and not only that your libido and your health will stay with our other gift for you highest vitamins look at this I'm Mo- get molecular hydrogen <laughs> try to say that two times fast it's uh these highest vitamins are pretty awesome too Thank by the you way so the candles much. from ethan cole e-t-h-y-n they are the most amazing candles ever look and, at how pretty it is it's, I know. It's all natural. They, there's no like perfumey scents in there. My wife, by the way, she can't stand anything perfumey. Like if somebody gets out of an elevator like a year ago, she'll smell them. <laughs> if they leave <laughs> the perfume in there, she can smell it. But these vitamins are great for the, the, the hydrogen. It's for energy, focus, immunity, relief, minor aches. You go to highestvitamins.com. If you want more after this. By the way, I do feel a difference. Do you? I do. I just got back from a conference, and I was like, people are like, how do you have all that energy? Yeah, I, I'm talking to people. I'm going, where are you? We're, we're asleep. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, you were on California time. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's nothing to do with the time. I'm up all the time. I'm, right. I'm raring to go. I think the vitamins are helping me. You always need a good vitamin. These vitamins are pretty awesome. And if you go to highestvitamins.com, it's H-Y. E-E-S-T, vitamins.com, the promo code LAFTERHEALS. You get a 20% discount and 50%, 15% of your purchase goes to LAFTERHEALS, are fabulous. Can we make the announcement now? You can. I can? I guess so. Nikki is going to run LAFTERHEALS with me. Right? Thank you. Yes, I am. You run with that because you are about that. And I know you know about nonprofits. Not easy. But our mission is true. Our mission is very valid. We want to shift the world's consciousness through levity, light, and laughter. Yes. And bring more of that to them because it really is healing. Thank you for being with us today. Hey, um, I'm asking everyone out there. I looked at my numbers, and they're not what they should be, okay? And that's up to you. (laughs) We put on, I believe, a great show. It's true. It's honest. It's filled with uh, inspiration and laughter and joy. as all of it. It makes you think. All that. And I, I want you to pass the word around. 
I know you know people. Yeah, I know people. And so everybody that's watching me, we are going to follow and watch this podcast every week, correct? Yes. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. And just remember, enlighten the fuck up, will you? <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>